Hi, welcome to the Just Jesus official podcast today. It's called New Life Discussion. And this is where I have a guest with me and we discuss uh, the last lesson on Just Jesus that was posted on the podcast. And of course, the last lesson on the podcast was lesson two, uh, Righteous and Justified in Christ. And so we're going to discuss, and I have a wonderful guest with me. Her name is Barbara. It's my wonderful wife, of course. And uh, she's looking at me right now and saying, what a wonderful husband I have. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but now we, we kind of discuss some of the, the key points that come out of the lesson, especially around the questions at the end that was asked. Uh, say hello to everyone, Barbara. Hi, everyone listening out there today. And so we're going to discuss today, but, but I just want to read the main, one of the main key scriptures that kind of sets the scene for the discussion. And it's 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And I just want to point out, just like I did in the lesson really, is that it's all about Jesus. It's about him, that scripture says. It, it doesn't focus on us. It focuses on him. And sometimes we forget that in our Christian walk. As I said, probably I think I did, you know, Barbara, about that Jesus has, and God has a blood economy yeah. when we discussed it last time. And it's all about Jesus. And that's what this podcast is all about. That Jesus did it for us. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. And it can never be made clean. So God didn't do a patch-up job, did he, Barbara? No, no, no. no you know, no. He, he didn't kind of get the, the latest uh, technology in washing powder like we see on the adverts. <laughs> you know, the latest to everything's technology now, isn't it? Clean and white technology. And, and they put it on the adverts, but God didn't clean our righteousness mm. instead he gave us his own righteousness that's didn't right, he right, and so he's he's always clean mm -hmm. it's he's always right yeah. and so it took his own righteousness to make us right with himself that's right amen so that's what we're going to look at today and, and remember in all this it's all about jesus and if you're a believer in jesus christ you have his righteousness you might say, well, what is his righteousness? It really means, of course, that we are as we should be before him. We've been made clean. We've been had our sins taken away. We're now in a right standing with God yeah. and that we're no longer guilty before him. Uh, and that's a key point, folks. And so we are righteous and just before him now. And he's done it by his grace. So there was a key question that we, we kind of want to discuss now because in the lesson I says, how have people been told that they are not right with God, didn't I? Yeah. And so what, what, what are your thoughts on that, Barbara? You know, how have people come to the point, especially Christians, of course, that they're not right with God? Uh, so I think, you know, tradition can be... Uh, a thing where people don't feel that like they're right standing they sort of match themselves up with the tradition of whatever's um been set out maybe yeah. in the church setting you know and you know preachers as well some of the teachings there yeah. 
Definitely. And you just don't feel like you, you, you meet the mark. Yeah. Well, yeah. tradition is a killer, isn't it, it is, Barbara? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the, the traditions of men yeah, make right. the word of God a non-effect, that's right, that's the Bible right. says. And so, you know, when we, we engage in... Not all traditions are bad, of course, mm. but there's a lot of uh, church traditions out there that can make you feel guilty. Can you think of any that especially that kind of make people feel guilty if they don't do that tradition? Yeah, you always feel like you're not really sort of meeting the standard. And sometimes it's just people's opinion of that, that standard that you're trying to yeah. meet, but it's not God's standard that you're... Yeah. Your meeting so it's um things like that really yeah know, i mean somebody's been told you that yeah you know, you're, you're i mean some churches will have traditions yeah. of certain ways to pray yeah or certain ways to worship that's right or sing yeah if you have instruments in some church that's a bad thing <laughs> yeah. you know if you don't wear certain clothes course, you know, yes. or you don't give certain amounts of money mm. or, these are all traditions yeah. that are not necessarily found in the Bible yeah. or in the scriptures in the way it's applied today. Yeah. And a lot of the times, if you don't do a certain thing, if you don't commit to maybe going to church five days a week, yeah. you, you know, you can feel guilty before God, yeah. but really it's a man-made tradition, right. isn't right. it? Yeah, that's right. And I don't know if you've ever been in that position, Barbara. But Yeah, yeah. Um you know, uh, you you can kind of look back on your Christianity. Oh, definitely. And, 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 I mean, there was a, a tradition in my old church with wearing of a hat. And yeah. if you didn't wear a hat, you'd be sort of, you're not in right standing, really. You would be looked yeah. down upon. And that was a great tradition. I remember that very much yeah. so when we were growing back. But we know it's in Christ, it's your heart. That's the most yeah. important thing, not what your appearance Yeah, I mean, really. some have rules mm. against jewellery. Yes, of course. Yeah, of yes. course they do, you yeah. know. And we're not knocking any church on this podcast, mm. of course. But we, because we all have certain traditions, yes, yeah. you know. And sometimes if we don't do that certain tradition, we can feel guilty before right. God. But actually, it's not guilt before God because we're made righteous in Christ. Yeah. It's actually... The, the tradition that's making us feel guilty. That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, people's, and the people's opinion. And people's opinion, and yeah. whatever standard sort of they set, you know. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and folks, if you're listening to this podcast, it's not people's opinions that count, is it, no, Barbara? No, It's about what Jesus. God's opinion of you is all about. Yes. You know, and, and if it's in line with the word of God or not. And as I've said, you know, when we believe on Jesus Christ, we are justified and made righteous before him. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we don't have to change in our life and progress and, yeah. and mature in the faith and put some things down that we used to do yeah. and clean our mouth up or whatever and, and thoughts. But, but the reality is it's not a people's opinions because no. if people's opinions are based in tradition or in their version of the gospel, which might not be the true gospel, yes. then you're going to get some real kind of opinions that are not right That's and can right. you can feel condemned. Of course, yeah. And you never feel like you come up to the mark. You never yeah. feel like you come up to the standing, or being in right standing with God. Really. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. And, and I've always said this as well, Bob's that, you know, when you look at people's opinions mm. and their traditions... 
it changes sometimes from church to church. Yeah. So if you was to live your life according to the guilt of people's opinions and traditions, yeah. then that's also going to change from yeah. church to church. Yeah. Whereas the Bible, the Word of God, stays the same forever for everyone. That's right. And so that's why we might must base our our righteousness, our you know not guilty verdict before God, uh, base it on Christ. Yes, that's right. And not man's traditions. You know, what what do you think about the fact also that another reason why we can feel not right with God sometimes is because, you know, let's face it, preachers can tell you so. That's true, yeah. And that does happen. You know, a preacher might sort of say something, you just feel, you know, very condemned on on, um, basically what they're saying, you know. And um, you have to just remember it is all about Christ yeah. and you and you know you, you don't need to go on a guilt trip anymore because that has actually been removed so yeah so yeah. some people might guilt trip you and you feel you know that you know you're just not at that standard yeah. but actually positionally and rea- in reality you are at yeah. the standard and you're right you know before God you don't yeah. have to go on the guilt trip that people send you on if you're not careful and just give in to it yeah, you're so right there, Bob. I mean, you know, again, as I've said before, that a lot of our a lot of Christians out there, they don't just see, see the pastor on a Sunday, no. and 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 receive a message there. They can watch a lot of Christian TV. Yes. They can watch a lot of Christian ministries online. Yeah. Of course, today mm-hmm. we can read certain books. They're all over yes. the place. Yeah. And, and things like that. All sometimes sending different messages. That's right. Uh, you know, and a. When a preacher comes on and sometimes can make you feel guilty about your sinful state or how rotten you are because, you know, you, you've done certain things or, you know, they, they can play the guilt game by kind of almost preaching that your heart hasn't been changed or you're not mm. obedient enough or yeah. you haven't got enough faith. Yeah. All these kind of... Or you don't pray enough or you mm. don't read your Bible enough. And all them things, you know, reading your Bible and praying and getting to church is and, and giving are all wonderful things. Yeah. But we can't use that as a part of a guilt trip, no. can we? And, and a lot of preachers do do that and they almost project that you haven't become... A new creation in Christ. It's almost they preach it as a progressive thing rather than a reality that it's happened already. And now we've just got to learn and mature to walk in our new creation life. Um, And also a lot of preachers I found, Barbara, they preach from the wrong covenant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, have you you've heard things like that Absolutely. being said, like the Ten Commandments? Yeah, yeah. We don't really use those anymore. Yeah, we use them as you know learning, really, but we don't live through them. We don't live through the no, Ten Commandments. Anymore. But how many yeah. preachers do you know that still use the Ten Commandments as a measure yeah, yeah. for a Christian's life, mm. and yet the apostles didn't. Mm. Uh, that's the reality, yeah. you know, because the Ten Commandments are part of the law. And Paul says very clearly, we're not under law, we're under right. grace. Right. And so we can't use these things. We learn from them how God has instituted uh, justification for, by faith through gr- and grace by Christ. 
but we, we, we shouldn't use these things as guilt trips. And sometimes preachers use them as guilt trips, right. trying to get the congregation to be more fervent for God. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever heard that uh, Well, yeah, but, you know, people just still feel guilty and they're just sort of like, they don't, they don't sort of push forward in their Christianity yeah. because they feel so guilty and they feel like, you know, say they can't approach God or yeah. they can't be close to, to God. They might not feel like they're loved by God because... Yeah. Of what somebody has said, really. Yeah. yeah. Is there any other reasons that you think that people still feel guilty about? Yeah, I think one of the big reasons is uh, once somebody becomes born again uh, and they're living their life, they may sin after they become a Christian, and that is one of the biggest things I believe that uh, you know people struggle with. So yeah, that's that's one of the things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right there. Sin after salvation is yeah. a big issue. Yeah. And, you know, again, through Christian preachers, and I preach them myself, so I get it, but the, 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 the point is that sometimes people are told, you know, you're, you're still walking in the flesh. Yes, that's the point. You know, you've got saved and you're sinning, yeah. or you've committed sin, so you're still walking in the flesh. Yeah. And, and that term a lot is really put out there. Yeah. Uh, but that, of course, is not true. We no. can, uh, and, and people say, "What? It, it, it's not true." No, it's not true because Paul says you're not. Paul the apostle says you're not in the flesh, and so we've got to distinguish between our sometimes our positioning Christ with our behaviour. You know, we do do things wrong. We do we do sin. Of course, we do, yeah. uh, and we're maturing, and we've got to learn to say no to sin. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, sin is an enemy, mm -hmm. but we're not in. You see, that's positional. We're not in the flesh yeah. because then you begin to think that you're a fleshly person, yeah. but in reality, you're a Christian who's walking according to your old mindset because you're walking according to the flesh. And the Bible makes that distinction that we are now sometimes repeating some of the old things we've done. But that doesn't mean inside spiritually that we're not righteous before God. And, you know, we are basically, we, we it's almost as though nothing has really changed. No, that's not true. Everything has changed on the inside. And that's why the battle happens isn't it Barbara that's that, that right. battle between you know the spirit and the flesh the, right. the fact that you've seen and then you feel yeah. that you need to change yeah well some people just you know have a habit of things yeah. that they still sort of got to you know work through and it's that that sort of comes through when they keep sort of falling into the same traps and, mis and mistakes and doing the same wrongdoings. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, Christ has forgiven. Yeah, absolutely. all their sins. Absolutely. And yeah. there's this belief, isn't there, they're in and out of fellowship with God. Yeah. And, and that's also wrong. When a Christian sins, yeah. there's this belief that they're in and out of fellowship with God. And I don't know about you, that means I'd be more out of fellowship with God than in fellowship with God sometimes <laughs> if I've had a really bad day. And for those who are listeners here listening to this podcast, if you're really truthful, it's not about the ones you obviously do and you know about, but what about all the ones you forgot about today, yeah. whether it's in your mind or attitudes or whatever. Yeah. You know, we, we sin every day. And if we was in and out of fellowship, it would be one... Oh, blimey, we'd get dizzy, yeah. wouldn't we, in, yeah. in our relationship with God. Yeah. But that is, is completely not true at all. We're yeah. in fellowship 
with God because of Christ. That's right. And that's key. Yeah. So let's look at that very quickly, the second question, just for a few minutes. And the second question is, what, what do you think are the results for Christians who live according to guilt? So what do you think then, Barbara? Um, I think Christians that live according to guilt, they, you know, will always be, uh, have a little bit, well, they'll have an unstable Christian uh, life and an unstable Christian walk. Um, they um, may feel that God doesn't love them because they're carrying this guilt, but God actually does love them. They're always striving, they're ticking boxes to try and make it up to God, you know, things like that. Um you know, um, and um, they always feel like they're not really making and, and you know, meeting the standard. Meeting the standard. And, and that's yeah. that's difficult when you're carrying guilt around. You yeah. feel a bit burdened and you always feel like, oh, I, can't mm. just, I can't just, I can't make it. Yeah. I can't make it, but they have made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they just feel well, like they absolutely. can't make it. And I think, yeah. you know, for the ones who are listening to this new life discussion today, I'm just mm. Jesus, that... Again, that, that's true. Yeah. That not meeting the standard, not yeah. quite making it. Yeah. And I would probably say 80% or even more, in fact, Christians live in a constant state of not making it. Mm. And maybe the person's listening today and they feel like they've not made it before God. Mm. Uh, because, again, they're basing their Christianity on themselves, not upon just Jesus, and that's the key, yeah. you see, that we've already made it because God, has, by his grace, has caused us to make it. Yeah. He's already given his righteousness to us, yeah. and we are now just before him, right before him, because he's made it so, by gift. It's mm. by his gift, mm. and he's done it by gift. Mm. Praise God for that. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, again, we can move the goalposts of our Christianity. It's like, yeah. well, if I can read my Bible half an hour a day, then I've made it. Yeah. Do you really think, listeners, that reading your Bible half an hour a day means that you've made it before the Almighty God, mm. as though that's something to be accomplished? Mm. What about the person who reads it for an hour a day? <laughs> Have they made it more than you? What about the person who reads it two hours a day? Have they made it more than anybody? You see how we begin to partition our Christian life yeah. to certain standards yeah. that, that are different sense. across yeah. the board depending mm. on a person's time. Mm. You could have somebody who goes to work all day, can't read the Bible more than you know a few minutes a day or whatever, and then you've got somebody who's at home mm. who hasn't got a job at that particular time and they can uh, are just reading the Bible for that season of their life a lot more than you, have they suddenly made it more than you? No, it's not about that, is it? It's, yeah. it's about just Jesus. And, and really, and I just want to kind of finish up with this really, is that if we learned, you know, some of the results of you as you brought out, and a key result for me, Barbara, was that Christians can feel unstable. Yeah. And so there's a lack of stability when you live your life according to an in-out fellowship, a constant guilt trip syndrome. Mm. And, you know, when we live our lives like that in Christ, we become unstable. And and people hide, don't they, Bob? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. If they, yeah, people tend to hide and, um, you know, think, well, if I can just sort of get through this week and... You know, yeah. Well, didn't um, Adam eat in the garden? 
Adam did hide in the garden, yes. Yes, he did, he yeah. He did, yeah. You know, because he, you know, he done something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so he hid. So people do, do, Christians do tend to hide. Yeah. When they feel like, you know. Yeah. You know, God's after them, but God isn't after them. Yeah, and God's quite, for, yeah. you know, in the forefront, isn't he? Yeah. he? He walks in the garden and says, where are you, Adam? Mm. You know, he, he calls it as it is. Yeah. Where, where you're hiding? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like God's very upfront. Yes. And we need now we're new creations in Christ and we're justified and righteous before God. We can be upfront as well. And if we are, have done something wrong, if we sin, we have to be upfront with God. Yeah. And let him help us to change the habits that we're doing. Mm. Is that correct, Barbara? That's correct, and yeah. and so we don't need always to go and hide and i've seen lots of people over the years hide from church they go away from church for a couple of months and then when they feel like they're right we've got again they'll come back that's That's unstable christianity isn't it and unstable church life as well let's let's be there let's worship the lord Mm -hmm. and let him change the habits that we do, the sins that we do, let him begin to coach us and train us by the Holy Spirit to say no to sin. Yes. Amen. So thank you for being with me, Barbara. It's been a great discussion with you today. And until next time, everybody, I'm Just Jesus, podcast official. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this new life discussion. And until next time, God bless you.